intro, you have lost your ever-loving mind. You sat here and talked for an hour and a half, and now you want an intro? You've gone bonkers. Cue the music. Hey there, campers, and welcome to another episode of Trailer Talk with Ryan. I'm Ryan. This is my Shepherd Center studio, and I am talking. Uh, this is going to be my last episode from here. I am in my last week of the SHARE program. So there's that. I graduate in uh, like four days. So how about them apples? Uh, so lots of, lots, of, uh, like lots of things going on. Pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. I thought I was going to be... Uh, like not wanting to leave, but I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm ready to leave. I'm not like, like, oh, I can't wait to leave, you know, like can't wait to leave this place. So it's, uh, but I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready to leave. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, just, uh. So it's, so yeah, like it's, it's, it's really awesome, uh, in a good place. Um, uh, I hope the intro, uh, was enjoyable. I actually haven't recorded it yet. So I'm doing this before I did the intro. That's usually how I do it anyways. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say usually it's about 50, 50. So hopefully, uh, I get the creative juices flowing and come up with something uh creative uh so hopefully that was uh hopefully it will be good who knows whatever we'll see we'll see how it goes uh so uh give you some you know some updates from the program you know uh the uh you know the one thing that i wanted to touch on was the you know so i've noticed now that I am at the end of my my journey, my journey through the struggles, through the like the time, like the like the sands of time, or ah, damn it, I screwed it up. See, I didn't write that down because I just thought of it. Like, oh wait, no, like the sands through an hourglass. These are the times these are like the these are the times these are the hours of our lives oh like the sands through an hourglass these are the days of our lives <laughs> zing got it boom um so i you you go i i see all the different stages that i went through uh during the during the program and and now I see it in my my peers who are are like just arriving, who are halfway through, who are three quarters of the way through. I see I see them in the different stages that I was in, and I can. It's kind of funny because I can recognize it now because I am clear headed enough to where. I am not like just deep into my own shit to where I am totally 
like uh, focused inward. I can actually see outs outward, uh, and I can I can see how other people are, are struggling and 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 succeeding as well. But I can see what what other people are going through, and you know, like when I first first came in, you know, I was I was scared. And and I was skeptical, you know. I mean, I almost left. I think it was like the second day or second night. I almost left here. I think it was. I get my things kind of scrambled up, but I was like, "Fuck this place, I'm out." Um, and and you know, you go through like the you know the the evaluation process is two weeks long, and you meet with. You know, five different areas of specialties, uh, and and you meet with those different five different areas multiple times through those two weeks. Uh, so you're like, come on, you know, it's like, like, like this is just taking forever, and then you know, I have the anxiety of me thinking that I wasn't going to be accepted into the program. And so, you know, you were just worried about that and all these uncertain, you know, like, you know, I was uncertain and, yeah. I, so it's just like, you know, this horrible feeling. And then, like, you get accepted to the program. So you're like, okay, so, like, I'm in the program. Great. And me personally... You know, I I just wanted to lay down on the table and you know have the the X Men Wolverine style uh, that bath where you like you go underwater and all the needles are like stuck into your body with like the the magic magic stuff like just pumped into you and yeah it hurts for you know, for a short amount of time and then you come out and you're fixed. I'm all about the quick fix. And that's definitely not what, you know, their program here is about because quick fixes are not long lasting and they're not, they're not like true fixes. You know, they don't, you know, they don't fix the, the root problem, right? So, so I was definitely impatient and you know anxious about like you know, I was like real um I don't know uh well just impatient I was impatient and still you know still skeptical because I was like you know god I have all this stuff and uh, you know I was oh, oh you know I was oh, definitely overwhelmed because a lot of a lot of you know like you're you're being fed with a fire hose, right? You're learning all these new things, new words, new acronyms, and I just love me some acronyms, he says sarcastically. And so that was and and you, God, you know, you're you're getting back to your room at like two in the afternoon, so that's not late. But you're exhausted. You know, you're like mentally and emotionally exhausted. And so all you want to do is just sit around or or even go to sleep. And so I I felt like a piece of shit because 
And I was like, okay, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day. So that that means I'm lazy and 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 a horrible person. When in reality, it's it's not. You know, you're you're going through like deep shit, man. So it's to be expected. Like this change, you know, you're you're changing, or you're you're evolving, right? I mean, you're getting rid of, like in my case, you're getting rid of like 40 years of shit, man. So it's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like the, the world's biggest cleanse. So you're going to be exhausted. It's going to take a lot of rest. Um, it's, it's needed. And so, you know, you, you just got to, you just got to, be okay with it, you know. And, and then you and then you start seeing change. You know, you you start seeing the like the the positive change. And and then you become scared again. Well, well, you know, I'm I'm speaking for myself again. You know, you know I, I was scared. I was like, okay, great, like this is amazing. And I was like, oh, but but like I'm only gonna be happy and nice and positive inside this bubble like i don't want to go i don't want to go home i don't want to go i don't want to go out in public because then that's like that's where the stressors are <laughs> i don't want to like you know go deal with <laughs> real life real life is dangerous <laughs> so, you know and yeah, so they you know you gotta take those baby steps and start dealing with that stuff. Continue learning, learning and practicing and and all that good stuff. You know, pretty soon, pretty soon you get ready. You know, you you, you know you, again. You know, just speaking, just with my personal experiences, I I can't sit here and tell you. Like hard um, dates or hard uh, um, um, uh, points in during the therapy where it's like, oh, when I learned this, that's when I was able to do this you know it, it just it kind of all just blends together and and I did have like aha moments and I did have you know the, these these moments of like clarity but I can't point back to why I had them I just had them and I realized that I had them and I was able to continue having them by um by by using the 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 tools and the coping techniques and and all that stuff so uh you know like now now i'm like i'm i'm just i'm ready i'm not i'm not dreading the outside world i'm i'm ready to embrace it and i'm ready to like you know like move forward and like enjoy life again it's like a 
fairly new concept for me. So that's that's going to be great. Um, you know, I was, I was I went for a bike ride yesterday. I, I went for a, a gravel ride. So kind of kind of out in the middle of nowhere ish, and came across uh, some friends that I haven't seen for a really long time. And it was great. I mean, we, you know, they they stopped. They were on a really long ride, and they stopped, took the time to talk to me, and and uh, it was awesome, you know. And and they were like so stoked to see me, and I was stoked to see them, and so we were just all like, we were just all so stoked, <laughs> just a, just a whole bunch of stoked people. Um, but no, honestly, it was, and I wasn't having to fake it. Like I've had to fake that happiness for like a long time. So like people, you know, in the last couple of years, people were like, oh, hey. And I'd be like, hey. And it would hurt. It would it would hurt to smile and it would like take so much energy that I I wouldn't be able to think of topics to talk about. And and as soon as we were done with the conversation. I was drained. I would be drained. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, God, how long, you know, like, how long did they want to, why did they talk so long? You know, and I'd be like, geez, I just, like, I need to go lay down or go sit down. Or, like, I need, you know, like, I need some quiet time to, like, recover from that conversation. And, And I'm not exaggerating. Like you can ask Tiffany, she'll she'll back me up on that. But instead, like it pumped me up. <laughs> so it was let's see, where did we stop? Yeah, it was it was roughly like halfway through. Well, for me it was halfway through. These guys, you know these these guys were like on a really long ride and they were like hauling tail. So uh, they were I don't know where they were at in theirs, but it was it doesn't matter. Uh, but for me, I was halfway through. And so I was like, I, I, uh, it like energized me. I was like, oh, you know, like I kept riding. I was like, yay, you know, I was smiling and thinking about how awesome it was to see them and, um, how like I can't wait until, you know, I get to the point to where I can ride with them again. And so it was, it was really cool. And so that was just having that feeling and being able to, uh, to interact with people that way again was, was really cool. Oh, yes. Yes, it was so cool. So cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and I've started, you know, interacting with, uh, you know, other friends as well. I mean, I mean, I've been interacting with so many friends. It's been like exhausting, like just the physical, physical, physical activities. I mean, just the other day, I sent out like two emails. I mean, I've really got to start pacing myself. Uh, I even uh, reconnected with a, a a military buddy. An army buddy. I think I only have one army buddy. Not that I didn't have like friends from the army. It's just that I only have. And as I'm saying this, I'm trying to think 
if I've ever con kept in contact with other army people, and I and I haven't. Um, but uh, yeah, Mike is the only guy that I've um, ever kept in contact with. He's out in California. But uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't talked to him for God, like years, and uh, talked to him yesterday. Well, I mean, through text, but you know, whatever. Text is the new, the new talk, um, and it was great. It was so cool. It was like we, you know, haven't, uh, you know, we we didn't we didn't miss a beat, and uh, you know, he's doing great. So it's it's good to hear that he's doing well. So uh, we'll be staying in touch. I mean, now it's like, now I wish I had a pool at the house so we can have like a, a pool party and invite people over. <clears throat> I'll get Tiffany on that. She's doing renovations anyway, so I'll be like, hey, can you just throw a pool in real fast? Uh, so I'm not on Facebook anymore. And I mean, I haven't been for... For a couple of years now, I guess, or a year, whatever, it doesn't matter, for, for a while. Um, and I have no plans on going back on Facebook. So it's it's hard to, like, connect with, you know, multiple people at once. It's, it is it is funny because, uh, <laughs> you know, like I was isolating. And so uh, I, I, didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, fuck everybody. It's like, who cares? I, I don't want to talk to anybody. But now it's like, I want to talk to people. <laughs> but I still don't want to be on Facebook. Um, just because I just don't want to be on social media. Um, and and people are, like, texting me now. And and I'm, you know, texting back. And, and, uh, and I wish, you know, I don't want to do, like, a group text to everybody. Because then I'd be like... Uh, you know, I'd like, you know, sending, it'd be like grouping people who aren't in the same group, you know? So that's like invading their privacy and that'd, that'd be bad. But, uh, so I was thinking I should take like a, a personal ad out or take out a personal ad, I guess would be the proper vernacular. Like, you know, like the old days, you know, like in a, in a newspaper, I don't know if, I mean, most of you guys are old enough to know what a newspaper is. So in a newspaper, you used to take out a, a personal ad to uh, communicate with people. You know, like if, you know, if, if perhaps if you liked pina coladas and, uh, what was it? If you like pina coladas, uh, Something on the dunes of the cave. Um, yeah. Or maybe I just need to resurrect the uh, the Ramble with Friends group rides. Uh, those were a hit. I like those. Those were fun. So maybe, maybe I need to get out of here, get back in shape, and we'll start riding some group rides. But I had to do those on Facebook. I had to like advertise those. On. Well, we'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, okay, so talking about the program some more. We've been on a couple outings since uh, since the last episode. Uh, we went bowling. Uh, it was bowling. Uh, no need to elaborate. Uh, it was. We went bowling. 
Nothing crazy happen. 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 <laughs> Nothing crazy. Good God. I just lost my ability to speak. I don't say words well. Um, nothing crazy happened. Uh, we just threw the ball down the thing and hit some pins. Not very well, but we, we did the best we could. Um, and then like a couple of weeks before that, we, uh, we went to, uh, we did some wood turning, uh, on, on lays. So we went to like this, this, uh, the store that had like a wood shop and that's what they did. They, they taught classes on, on wood turning. And it was really cool. So we made some custom pins, you know, like writing pins. And, uh, uh, that was, so it, it was great on a couple, couple levels. Number one, it was really cool to make your own pin. So now we all have our own custom pins. Um, and, and, and they actually came out really well. Like, uh, they're they're actually easy to make so if you have the ability to to go to the one of these classes near you uh and and you want a pen if you don't want a pen then don't don't go because it'd be a waste of money but if you want a wood pen and you want to make your own uh go uh but for for any of you that had um like a grouchy uh grandpa who has since passed away and you're missing him um this would be a good opportunity to get to get some time with a with that type of a a person again because the instructors that we had uh they were I, i think it was like a special group because since we were a group of veterans this was a group of volunteers who who themselves were were all veterans uh the instructors were all veterans and they were like all vietnam era guys so they were they were like in their 70s and um they they were also all like woodworking guys so they knew what they were doing don't get me wrong i mean they were all volunteers but they they definitely knew what they were doing on the woodworking side but <laughs> they they did not have patience. Um, there was one guy. He was he was nice, and and you can tell that he was like he did more classes. He did he he taught more classes than some of the other guys, <laughs> and 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 they did not pregame their instructional process. Like they didn't uh, talk about how they were going to handle this stuff, um, and it was so funny. <laughs> like, like if if. If they were teaching young kids or or people who I don't know who were maybe a little you know less calloused already, um, I don't think it would have gone over so well. <laughs> but these guys, <laughs> so so the instructions that they gave out, they were like, okay. You know, in order to have like a successful thing, um, we're going to give out, you know, one piece of instruction. You do that. And then once you're done with that part, you wait. We'll give out, we'll give out another piece of instruction. You do that. You stop and wait, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. 
I'm trying, you know, I'm practicing my patience, so I'm really going to practice this, right? Okay, so he gives out the, the one piece of instructions. Boom, I do it, and I'm done with that piece, right? So I turn off my lathe, and I'm standing there, patiently waiting. I'm not raising my hand. I'm just, I'm merely standing there waiting because... Yeah, there was, uh, I don't know, like eight, maybe ten of us. There was a pretty large group of us. And they didn't have, they had like maybe three, three, maybe four instructors. So, um, and, you know, they were kind of, you know, they had quite a few hitches in their giddy up. So, it took them a while to kind of, you know, to move around and get to all of us. So, I'm like, whatever, man. I am in no hurry at all. So... This guy comes up to me and he says, what are you doing? And I said, well, he said to do this. I did that. Now I'm waiting for the next, like, you know, the next block of instructions. He says, well, just do this. And I said, okay. Well, he didn't, he didn't say what to do next. Well, all you have to do is just do this. I'm like, well, that's fine. I can do that. He said, well, j- here, just move out of the way. I'll show you. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, norm, you know, previously I would have been like, well, hold on, old dude. Um, I know how to do it. <laughs> like, just, just, you know, like, like, just let me fucking do it. But I was like, yeah, man, just do it. Just show me. And so he, He did. He did. Like, (laughs) I swear. So, like, when you're making a pen, you have like two pieces of wood, and and you have uh, these little uh, spacer pieces, these little metal spacers. You have one on each end, and then one in the middle. So you have three spacers. Boom, boom, boom. So this dude takes the uh the chisel and damn near does <sighs> like this whole like almost the whole one block of wood and he's like see oh, that's all you had to do and i was like whoa like you know whoa easy easy little fella <laughs> like you know like yeah you, you might be old but you know just fucking <laughs> cool your jets and I was like, okay, that sounds great. And so then I did mine. And so, again, he only showed me one piece, like one one task, one one step. And so I do the other, the other piece. Bada boom, bada bing. It's done. I turn off the lathe. I stop. Because they said you do one step and stop. That's what the instructions were. Now, I did wood turning previously, but it was, I mean, granted, it was like, uh, let's see, if 30 years prior. So I am not trying to act like I know what I'm doing, right? I have a general idea, but I am far from uh, experienced. But, I mean, I can figure this fucking thing out. It's not too, too uh, complicated. 
but I'm trying to be respectful and I'm trying to just enjoy the moment. <laughs> so I turned it off, standing there, just hanging out. And again, you know, talking to the guy next to me, yada, 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 boom, 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 looking around, seeing what other people are doing. Cool. That's cool. What are you doing? Oh, that's neat. Oh, your wood's a different color than mine. That's pretty cool. Um, guy comes back to me. What are you doing? I was like, well, I said, uh, right now I'm having flashbacks because you're kind of like my grandpa. You're a little shorter, but uh, you're kind of like my grandpa and 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 how he talked to me because like all you need is like a dip in your mouth and then just 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 tell me to go inside and see if my grandma needs help <laughs> fixing dinner. <laughs> And then I'd have a, a the the flashback would be complete. Um, uh, <laughs> and so he's like, "Well, well, you you gotta sand it now." I'm like, "Well, okay, <laughs> okay, I will sand it." <laughs> like Jesus, man. He says, "Well, where's your sandpaper?" I'm like, "Dude, this." I, I was like, "I don't know." I don't I don't have sandpaper. Well, you got to have sandpaper. And and of course a lot of these things that I'm saying to you, I'm saying inside my head at the moment. I'm, because I'm like, yeah, no no fucking shit. I got to have sandpaper if I'm going to sand this thing. I'm like, yeah. I'm like what are you a fucking Yeah. Yeah, you're right, fucking Albert fucking Einstein. Um and so so easy. Goes to the table in the middle of the room. He comes back. Well, here you go. Here's your sandpaper. He says, You got to fold it like this and fold it like this. And then bada boom, bada bing. And I'm like, All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm sanding. And uh, and so I sand it. Boom, boom, boom. Sand, sand, sand. And uh, then we, you know, we go through the. Um, there's you know there's more I'm I'm definitely skipping skipping steps because we'll be here all day. Um, we get to the uh, <laughs> we get to the polishing part, and there are there are two different types of polishes. Well, I mean, if you're to to all the to all the wood wood people out there, I don't want to to hurt your feelings or to, to, to say anything out of the, you know, uh, to, 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 no, no, to, to say anything crazy. I'm sure there's more than two, but on this day and in this project, there were two different polish polishes, uh, um, offered to us. There was a, a liquid one and then a pasty one. And, and and this uh, a different instructor came over to me and said, "Are you ready for the polish?" I'm so, and I said, "I don't know. You tell me." So he looked at my my wood and he said, "Yep, you're ready." I'm like, "Fantastic! I will take some polish." He says, "Do you know how to apply it?" And I said, "Well, I said I've applied different polishes to different things." I said, "In the past," I said, "But I've never done a pin on a lathe." I said, "So I will." Take your, you know, your instruction. Because once again, I'm not trying to act like I know what I'm doing. I want this thing to turn out as best as it can, as it can. So he's like, great. Boom, boom, boom. Shows me how to do it. Bada, bada, boom. Uh, 
So I'm like, great, I'm doing it. Boom, boom, boom. Little guy comes around again. He's pissed because I saw him and two other guys arguing. Now, I'm not picking on this little guy, mind you. They're all arguing, and they're all, like, circling like sharks, okay? So they're all, like, chomping at all of our ankles. Um, <laughs> it's just funny because the little guy, he keeps coming to me for some reason, <laughs> Like they, like they've picked their prey, <laughs> so they they keep coming to they keep coming to like the 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 uh, the standard people. Um. So he's said, he said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Motherfucker!" I wanted to say like, "What the fuck does it look like, motherfucker?" But I didn't. I said, "I am applying uh, the polish." And he says, why are you putting that on there? And I I looked at him with a blank stare that I, I did intentionally without saying a word. Because I wanted him to think about his statement. And he says, you need to put, you need to use the paste polished polish. And I said... I didn't know a paste polish existed <laughs> because I didn't in in this realm that we are are working in. He says, "I'll be right back." So he walked to the across to the other room, came back with the paste polish because apparently what they were arguing about was whether or not they were going to have us use the paste or the liquid polish. Now, I know, I know right now, at this moment in, in this show, in this podcast, you guys are glued to the speakers or your headphones or whatever because wood polish is such, just such an intriguing topic. But just, I, 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 I can't stress the comedic value it provided for us. Because these old dudes were just, I mean, they were livid with each other. I think if, if, um, if they weren't so worried about having to clean up a mess, they, they would have been cutting each other over... Over what, uh, you know, over whether to use the paste first or the liquid first. So, so that he brings the paste over and he has me start using the paste. And so I'm using the paste and he's like, you have to rub it in as hard as you can. And, and the lathe is turning. And I'm like, fine. So I'm doing it. And I'm doing it and I'm making, I'm applying it multiple times and I'm pressing it as hard as I can. And so I, I'm on like the, the second or third application and I'm pressing it as hard as I can. One guy comes over and says, you need to press it harder. And I stop and I look at him and I show him that because they gave us paper towels and I show him the paper towel. And I said, well, I said, 
The paper towel is black and it and it's disintegrating. I said, how much harder do you want me to push? Because my finger is burning and I think it's starting to blister. And he says, well, your pen looks like it's fine. It's, it's, it looks like it's good to go. We can start assembling it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, motherfucker, because it's going to start smoking. Press it harder enough, motherfucker. Just because just cause you're old doesn't mean you're hard, man. Us young guys are hard, too. Fucker. Um, so so then, then they... Uh, they we we pressed them all together like you press it together and, and so whatnot. Um, so we ended up with pens. We had custom pens. Boom. And that was woodworking. Um. So I have a very special treat for you. So there is this wasn't an outing, but this is a special program that they do at share. So there's a not-for-profit organization called operation song and they have all these professional songwriters and musicians who, um, work with veterans to write songs and share their stories. Not the songwriters' stories, the veterans' stories. And uh, one of my therapists, Katie, she's like, oh, you, you, you know, she asked me if I want to do this. I was like, nope. And she's like, oh, it'd be really good. You should do it. And I was like, nope. And she, like, kept, you know, like, kept saying, well, like, why don't you just, like, uh, Sign up, you know, like sign up for it. And then if you d decide later that you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. And I was like, whatever. And, you know, like this was like, you know, early, early on. And I was like totally dreading this. I didn't want to do it at all. And so we're filling out the paperwork and I was like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid, blah, 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 blah. And as time got closer, she's like, you know, yeah, you know. This is going to be great. You want, you know, you still want to do it? I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And she's like, well, you can think about it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. She's like, well, just think about it. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I came in and she's like, you want to do it? I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And she's like, okay, so we're going to do it. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And she's like, okay, so you should probably do it. And uh, so I was like, fine, whatever. I'll do it. And, um, so we do it. Uh, and uh, my, my songwriter that we partnered with, we, we did it over Zoom. I don't know if it was because of COVID or if it was just because uh, he's in Nashville and it just kind of makes it easier because he, like, he's in his home studio. But anyways, uh, his name is Chuck Carter and he's in, he's in Nashville, Tennessee and he's like a legit like songwriter and singer. This isn't like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, uh, just like some dude in his mom's basement or something like this. They, they actually get like, like real, 
real songwriters. I mean, he's had like, uh, like you know, number one songs, like like actual hits and and stuff. Like, uh, he's he's a country uh, writer, and um, you know, he's he's written for like Ronnie Millsap and Patti LaBelle and the famous Thunderbirds and a little a little known singer called Charlie Daniels. I don't know if anybody's heard of that guy. Um, so like, you know, he's like a little, a little, he's a legitimate songwriter. So it was like really cool. And he's a super nice guy. He was a really nice to work with and, uh, really just really cool. Um, so going into this, I was, I was super nervous. Um, because I, like, I'm not a musical person at all, and I, I don't know the first thing about writing a song, and I don't have, like, you know, I don't have any story that would, you know, for me that would, you know, that, that, that sounds like anybody would want to hear, right? So, like, I'm just, you know... Totally like a ball of nerves going into this. Uh, so it was just ugh, so crazy, so, so wild. Um, and I'm so pumped. Like, like we worked on it and we did, um, so my, my, my therapist, my therapist. Uh, she did an amazing job because, uh, well, either, she, well, I don't know. A- anyways, there's a, um, a pre, like you fill out this, uh, document <clears throat> that asks a, a bunch of different questions. And so we, we worked on that together before it was like a while ago. Uh, that gives like a whole bunch of information and um, it gives the, uh, you know, it gave Chuck a bunch of information to, to kind of start working on, working on things. And so he already had like some chorus, like the, the chorus kind of already worked out based on my words that were already on the form. And then we started working on the verses and stuff and, and it was really cool because he kind of had like the tune in his head and it was, it was neat to see, it was neat to see like the songwriters like, you know, or to, to see him like work, you know, I love watching the documentaries of, of the musicians and the rock bands and stuff and, and, and to see how, you know, like to see how they think of things and and whatnot it's it's really interesting and so to 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 see it happening like real life it was really cool and then to actually to actually write the lyrics myself um and then for him to be like oh yeah man that was cool you know uh and then put those lyrics into the song i was like oh wow that was that was awesome uh so the whole the whole process was just was just amazing. I really, really, really liked it, and and then 
and then uh, he, he created a demo uh, of it. So it's you know he he put some uh, some music behind it, you know, and and uh, and then emailed it over, and so it's not like you know, it's not like album quality, but it's you know it's, it was like a MP3, so it's it, you know it's quality enough to I can play it. Play it. I actually played it. I like kept playing it over and over and over uh, in the truck as I was driving to and from the bike ride yesterday. Because uh, I get choked up like hearing it because you know it's, it's my song, so it means a lot. So just for my my listeners, you guys are are, are the first ones to hear the 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 international debut of Everybody Lies. Written by Ryan Miller and Chuck Jones, and sang by Chuck Jones. Roll down your windows, turn up your stereos, and enjoy. Seventeen when I bought that story. About the red, the white, and the glory They had my whole life planned out for me So I joined up that day They gave me a grade-A education And brawling, drinking, standing in formation Hell, I was ready to die for my nation But it didn't quite work out that way But I picked up a few things along the way Everybody lies, everybody gets old Everybody dies in the end If you're lucky too, then you might find somebody to hold Do what you love, and the money will come someday And the sun will rise in someone else's eyes Everybody lies They say hurt people just want to hurt people Well, I burned down their church and crushed their steeple Rile those flames with a bottle of evil And I'm the one that had to pay Lucky thing I know how to suffer I'll beat the evil and the other Let my emotions out from undercover Yeah, it's working out that way Cause I picked up a few things Along the way Everybody lies Everybody gets old Everybody dies in the end If you're lucky too Then you might find somebody to hold Do what you love And the money will come someday And the sun will rise In someone else's eyes Everybody lies, everybody gets old Everybody dies in the end If you're lucky till then you might find somebody to hold Do what you love And the money will come someday And the sun will rise In someone else's eyes 
Everybody lies. I hope you liked it. I love it. Obviously. Uh, so I thought we can do a little uh, behind the music. <laughs> Sesh. And uh, talk about... Talk about like the... Uh, you know, like the lyrics and kind of like the 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 meaning and the process and what my goal was with the um, with the song and um and I also I I would like to try to be more condescending when I, when I speak to you during this, during this segment of the show. Um, I would try to like, you know, I I really want to embody the pretentious, um, performer. Um, I don't, you know, more of a John Lennon, um, Uh, I don't know. That's the only person I can think of when I think a pretentious performer. You know, like those rock stars that get like all crazy high on themselves. Anyways, um, okay. So the idea behind the song was to to kind of uh, tell the story of uh, you know, like my my time in the service. You know, from 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 joining when I was young, uh, you know, seventeen, uh, and and yes, you can join the military when you're seventeen. You don't have to be eighteen for those that don't know the truth. Um, and 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 the 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 pain and the suffering, you know, and, and then like, uh, and then finding. Uh, f- finding the 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 healing process and the hope and you know and then here and like you know finding you know this program and then uh, you know finding Tiffany and 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 having that you know that the the new life and and uh, so it, so it is like a, a song of hope there is hope but it's also I wanted a a, a darker theme of it. Um, so, um, I wanted, I I wanted a more darker tone, uh, tone, tone or feel, but, um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of what, what, uh, what I was going for. So, you know, like. Like 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 the first thing was like you know seventeen when I bought the story so I was seventeen when I joined, um, and about the red white and the glory you know and 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 
and I really like when I first joined, you know, I, w- I was really like I was all in. I was, you know, I was going to stay in the military until I died. You know, I mean, that was my mentality. You know, I, uh, you know, they, they, they truly had me sold on the idea of, you know, God, country and family, uh, or whatever it was. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely, uh, was, was a good little brainwashed soldier that, uh, believed everything that they told me without questioning it. I, I never questioned anything. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and thought that we were always doing the right thing, you know, and, uh, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, the drinking and the fighting, you know, when I was in Korea, that was my first duty station. And I remember my platoon sergeant, you know, I was, I said, I turned 18 in basic training. So I was 18 when I went to Korea. And I mean, for the most part, I was, you know, I didn't party in high school. I just worked and failed miserably at school. Um, but I didn't party or anything like that or drink. So uh, when I went into the military, drinking was a was a new thing. And my platoon sergeant, he was a this big dude and I went to a like the first platoon party and he handed me a shot of something and he said he he handed it to me and he said uh something like you better drink because like only pussies don't drink and I don't have it I so I don't have pussies in my platoon or something like that and I was like well okay you know like (laughs) i'm not gonna be a pussy and and that's my boss i'm in a platoon sergeant that's like that's like the right hand of god so i got shit faced that night i passed out i i I actually passed out drunk uh uh that night that was the first time that was the first time i partied first time i got like shit faced drunk the first time i and first time I, I think I, no, well, not the first time I vomited from alcohol. I, I vomited from alcohol off of wine, Fourth of July one night or one day when I was, I was a kid in knee tarts at uh, uh, Uncle Mike's uh, girlfriend's cabin in knee tarts one time, but um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, the, the drinking, the fighting. I mean, that was, I mean, that was Korea. I mean, you know, I mean, if you didn't drink and fight in Korea, in my unit, then, I mean, you were a freak. I mean, you were, I mean, you weren't, you know, you you, you couldn't be trusted. And, you know, and and the opportunity to, to die for your country, I mean, that was like the ultimate you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, of course you wanted to make the other guy die for your, for his country, but to, to die for your country, that, I mean, that was like, you know, that was glory. Um, I mean, that's what, I mean, I mean, like when I say I was brainwashed, man, I was brainwashed. Um, 
I mean, I mean, it didn't get any more deeper. Now, once you get to states, you know, once you get stateside, you get less brainwashed because it's it's more of a nine to five job. But shit. Um, and you know, so you know the 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 chorus of uh, everybody lies, everybody gets old. Uh, so everybody lies. It starts out with, uh, my recruiter. Um, so I've learned, I've learned a lot of positive things here at the share program. Um, but I will tell you this, if, if I ever find my recruiter, um, I will punch him at least once in the face. Um, cause fuck that guy. That guy's a piece of shit. Um, he is the very first person in the military to lie to me. Not the last, but the very first person. Um, you know, and everybody gets old. That's just, duh, everybody gets old. And, and you know, everybody lies. So, uh, you know, a lie is a lie. Just like a sin is a sin. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how big the lie is or how small the lie is. Um, all you parents out there, whoever has uh, told a child that Santa Claus is real, <clears throat> you've lied. So, um, that's no different than, uh, lying to the cops about, uh, a crime. It's no different. It's a lie. Um, and you know, and like, so it's, you know, everybody lies, everybody gets old. Um, these are just like truths, just cold, hard facts. Um, everybody dies. Uh, and then, you know, like the whole do what you love and the money will come. Uh, so that's something that I didn't learn until I was, until, I guess, uh, I think not until right around retirement time, you know, I, 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 I was trying to just do jobs that made money so I could have money. Uh, I didn't realize that you can actually just be happy. You know, like, like I, I didn't realize that you should focus on being happy and then, you know, and, and, and then the money will come. I, I, I never realized that until then. Um, and then when I did realize that, of, of course, like, like everybody who has realized that, uh, life is just so much nicer and so much more relaxed and just like every aspect of your life is so much better. Like just stop chasing money because money is one of, one of the last things that you should be worried about. Um, so it's, you know, it's a, like, it, it kind of progresses, you know, like, like these are the things that, you know, it's, it says that, you know, I picked up a few things along the way. So these are the things that I'm learning. Um, and then, you know, the line that, you know, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the sun will rise in someone else's eyes. That's, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely Tiffany. Now I didn't write that line by the way. And, you know, I, I didn't, <clears throat> um, but that's definitely, 
That's definitely Tiffany. Um, and then, of course, you know, you got to say Everybody Lies Again because this is a dark song. Um, so you got to remind everybody, hey, man, don't be getting all all happy-go-lucky because in the end, everybody's still lying. Um, and then, okay, so I love the next... Uh, I love the next verse because... Um, I I wrote I wrote a good portion of this. So I'm I'm really happy about this. Like um uh and 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 I've taken some of it from from the program too. Uh so, you know, they say hurt people just want to hurt people. Um so the 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 psychology thing is, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Um, and, and I was a hurt person and I, and I did hurt people like physically and emotionally. Um, even, I remember even in high school, I would hurt people. I mean, that was because I was smaller in high school. Like I, I got picked on and, uh, so I would, I would have to use, like, uh, you know, I would have to use words, uh, as a defense. And, um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, and then it says, uh, I, you know, I burned down the church and crushed their steeple. Um, because I, well, I, I, and, and we, uh, well, just I, whatever. I don't want to like implicate things. Um, I, at a point I enjoyed hurting people enough to have them second guess what they believed in, whether it's believing in themselves or their, their beliefs or, you know, like whatever it is, it it wasn't enough just to like be like a F you to them. It'd be like, you know, I would like, I would stay on them for a while and just because I hurt so much. So I would just really just lay into them. Uh, yeah, you know, and, uh, and when I did drink, uh, it was just even worse. And, uh, and, and, and even though, you know, I, I, I caused them pain at the moment, uh, you know, and it says, you know, like the, 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 you know, the, the next line there, I'm, I'm the one that had to pay. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I paid in many ways. I, you know, I paid in lost friendships. I paid in you know, my, my own depression and, you know, just so many, so many ways, uh, you know, I have, I have a lot of regret and shame about the things I've done. So, uh, so, uh, 
da, da, da. next thing and so the next thing is like uh you know like working through things right so lucky i know how to suffer and and so originally it was uh something about like luckily you know something about they taught me how to suffer meaning like the military taught me how to suffer which we changed it to lucky i know how to suffer because the military taught me very few things um I already knew how to suffer. That was already inside of me. Um, you know, I, I the military gets very little credit for for who I am. Um, for the for my strengths, the military gets very little credit. And you might not think being able to suffer is a is is a strength, but uh, I, I think it is. Um, and so, you know, I, be, being able to suffer in, in my view is, you know, I was, I was able to, to suffer through all the, all the, all the shit and all the, all the emotional shit and not being able to to process all my emotional shit and and not not knowing how to do these things and and uh you know and and not winding up you know dead um so and 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 you know and like ending up here ending up you know uh at a place to where I'm able to figure everything out and uh <clears throat> and uh yeah come out come out on the other side um so so that's like that's kind of like a exclamation uh, and <laughs> that explains it <laughs> that explains the the fucking lyrics, motherfuckers. Um, okay, so I know this one is going a little long, uh, but I don't care. This is the last one from Shepherd Series. Shepherd Series. And that ends behind the music. Um, so, so now it's time for Ryan's Stupid Stories. And since it's the last episode of the Shepherd series, I thought I'd give you some extra stories. Because Because why not, man? Fucking why not. And since I'm all out of seltzer water, my mouth is getting parched. Okay, so since I recently re reconnected with uh, my my army buddy Mike, I thought I'd uh, share a couple stories that include him. Um, so one of the stories, and and so it's it's kind of weird because uh, he's the only one that I have kept in contact with since uh, you know. I mean, gosh, we. We haven't served together since like 96 or 97, something like that. Um, but yet, you know, I've, I've visited him and we've stayed in contact, you know, since then. But we didn't do like a lot of crazy shit together. 
when we were in. And we only knew each other for uh, like two or three years while we were in. It's kind of funny. Um, so that's that's wild. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but uh, but he he's really cool guy. I, I I like him a lot. And so maybe that's why. Maybe that's why we just we just kind of hit it off. Uh, uh, so one <laughs> one of the stories we um <laughs> so i lived off base with a couple other dudes and uh we had a uh a, a trailer we were down in uh at fort stewart had a trailer and we were moving out for whatever reason and so mike came over to help and uh and a little backstory so all of us we always wrestled Whenever we had downtime or we were bored or we were drunk or we were awake, uh, just like wrestling was, and it wasn't wrestling, wrestling. It was more of fighting without being mad. And I think it was just, uh, Tiffany calls it just, you know, boys being like puppies We're we're, we're puppies. And, and then you add in the, the fact that, you know, we're always like trying to like hone our hand to hand combat skills. Right. So we're always like, we're always doing something. So, uh, we're, we're moving furniture and, uh, I think it was just Mike and I, we were kind of finishing up and we're moving a couch. It was a big ass couch. And Mike, Mike was, he was, t- he's tall, but he was like real thin, uh, real wiry guy. And, uh, I was, I was, I was bigger. I was definitely, I had, um, let's see, I was like 193. I probably had, I probably had 30 pounds on him. And, uh, I was on one end of the couch. He's the only other and we we're lifting it up and he like, it like slipped out of his hands or something. And I, of course I made like some comment like, you know, come on pussy, you know, like pick it up or whatever. And he's like, fuck you, man. You know, like some bullshit. And so of course, instead of just like, like picking it up, we like just go at it. <laughs> and, and so we're, you know, just like, just, you know, going to town on each No, we're not going to town on each other. That sounds horrible. Um, so we're scrapping away, beating the shit out of each other. That sounds better. Um, sounds way more manly. Um, and uh, I stand up and he is like, I stand up kind of like he's on my back or whatever. And he's like a spider monkey and I'm six feet tall. He's like six feet or six one, whatever. But he is like crawling around on my back. <laughs> and he was like upside down. And then he, without touching the ground, he like rotated and put me in a chokehold, like full on chokehold, uh, and then uh, knocked me to my knees, still choking me out. And I was like really impressed because I mean he was like, like straight up just choking me, and uh, continued choking me <clears throat> to where I was like you know I was like starting to starting to see stars, and I was like oh yeah like this is good like you know like he's getting me, and. Uh, 
you know, I'm trying to like, hit him and punch him and stuff. And, and, uh, so I, I, I start, I start grabbing, I start going for his hand and I get my fingers around one of his fingers and, uh, I get him, I get him sandwiched. I get one of his fingers sandwiched in between my fingers. And as soon as I get that, I, I, I tell him, I said, like, you got to let go. And he's like, hell no. He's like, he's like, you know, you're going out. And I'm like, you gotta let go. And I was like starting to like fade. And he's like, nope, you're going out. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I just, I squeezed as hard as I could and broke his finger. And, uh, of course he's like, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> And so, uh, and so I got up and I was like, I, he's like, you broke my finger. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, like you were choking me. I told you to stop choking me. So he, uh, once he like put it back into place or whatever, then we picked up the couch and carried it on out and kept on packing. But, uh, so that that was that was funny. That I I tell that one from time to time. I love that one. That was so good. I mean, he, the the way he just like rotated on my back it was so funny. He was so fast. Uh, and then uh, the second story. So he he's a singer. Like he's like a hardcore rock singer. It's it's pretty awesome. He's got a badass uh, album out. You should listen to it. It's a uh, the band is World Fast. You should check it out. Um, so we're at a mall in Savannah. And they had, back then they had like this, it was like a record store maybe or something. It was like some sort of music store. And they had um, this recording booth where you can go in and like record singles and it would put it on a, I don't know, like a maybe a record or a CD or something. And one wall of the recording studio was uh just glass it was it was facing the the um hallway of the of the mall like the like the the mall like you were out in the what do you call that where people walk it was out there and so he starts singing copacabana and it was amazing he sounded just like the original song. And so there was like this entire group listening to it. It was so cool because it would pump the music out right there. And so, I mean, that one, that's not like a super exciting story, but that was a good story that was about him. He, he's a good singer. Um, okay. Uh, there, and as I'm kind of like, running through these as a looking there's a lot that these are almost all vehicle related um a friend of mine and and of mike's because we're all in the same unit uh a friend of mine dan he's a big indian feather not dot uh dan wounded knee he had back when they came out with the um the original uh Mustang GTs, he had a Mustang GT. That thing was bad ass. And he didn't, something about, he didn't like driving a stick shift. So he would let me drive it all the time. I was like his designated driver. And so one night, 
for some reason, uh, I dropped him off at like the NCO club or something like that on base. And then he's like, yeah, just take my car. And then I just come back and pick me up later on. I'm like, right on. Uh, because I was still too young to like drink legally. So I would always have to go and drink illegally, uh, places. And it had rained that day or whatever. So the roads were still just super wet. And so I'm sitting at a, uh, sitting at a stoplight on uh, Fort Stewart and this, uh, Camara pulls up next to me and it's, you know, nighttime. So it's totally, totally dark. Camara pulls up next to me at a red light, starts revving its engine. And I was like, ah, hell no. I was like, this is Dan's Mustang. And Dan never, he, he, he says that I can drive the car as long as I never, like lose a race and all that stuff because we, we always drag raced it. And, uh, I was like, all right. I was like, I can't, you know, I can't lose a race. And plus I love driving fast. So, uh, Oh, and, and a uh, little side side note. Um, those Mustangs sucked ass at everything except being fun. So, um, they didn't have enough power, to uh to truly be like a a true fast car um and they had like zero traction off the line um they looked cool and they were fun as hell to get sideways at almost any speed but practical practical sports car type stuff they they sucked ass um so we take off (laughs) <laughs> and we go nowhere because it's wet and first gear is useless. So we're just like, just light them up. Wop, 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 wop. Uh, just spinning out. And I hit second early because I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, we, we got to start making some forward momentum. Hit second. Car starts going sideways. And of course, at night, when the car starts going sideways, so do your headlights. Your headlights start going off in different directions. Well, so he starts going sideways. His headlights go off in directions. I'm like, okay, like I got to get going. Hit third, headlights go the other direction. I'm like, I really got to get going. Hit fourth, I start making forward progression. And I notice a car up ahead, like way up ahead of us hit their brake lights like as all this is going on and our headlights are going back and forth back and forth back and forth this car immediately hit their brakes pulled off into a parking lot turned around and came back out to the road and just waited and didn't turn out like they had plenty of time to turn out but they didn't and I said to myself that's a cop of course, you know, on base would be an MP. So I was like, that's an MP. And, and I was, I was on, it was a, this was a two lane, like two lanes going one way. So I was on the uh, opposite side of the MP from the, the Mustang. So I was like, all right, cool. So we start going down the road, we get straightened out and I'm like, I'm going to let this, uh, Camaro catch up to me. So I let the Camaro catch up to me to where the Camaro is in between me and the MP. We pass the MP I 
shut my lights off, punch it, jump in front of the Camara, start hooking lefts so I go around the all the different blocks. And the MP at this time has already hit his lights and has started following us. And I end up back into uh, not our barracks parking lot because that's a rookie mistake. I park in, it was like the artillery's parking lot, uh, barracks parking lot with the lights off and everything and shimmy down underneath the windows uh, and wait for the uh, the MP to like pull over the Camaro. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, I later, after a while, make it back to make it back to our barracks. But that is Racing Dan's Mustang at night. Um, that's not the, that wasn't the first nor the last time I ran from the MPs at, on Fort Stewart. I was, I actually, I could have got like a RCOM for fucking running from the MPs on Fort Stewart. I don't know how many times I did it. They were not very good at at catching me, <laughs> or maybe I was just like really good at evading them. <laughs> there was another time. So speaking of MPs and evading them, uh, before nine eleven, and uh, I mean that just ruined so much stuff. Um, you know, they started like shutting down bases and putting gates on all of them. So. Pre 9-11, all the bases used to be open and you can just like run on and off bases nice and easy like. So I had a 95 Dodge Dakota Sport four-cylinder. We're talking like 74 horsepower, 95 mile an hour max. Um, Jimmy and I, <laughs> we were headed to Statesboro because that's one place that we go and party. Um, and we were speeding Already, we were doing like, probably doing like 60 and a 55. And MPs were following us <clears throat> with the with the lights going. So I was like, screw this. Uh, because they had a rule at the time that MPs couldn't, could not go faster than 65 miles an hour in a high-speed uh, pursuit. So I was like, well, I know my truck can do like 90 or 95. So I'm just going to floor it. And Jimmy was so paranoid that he was throwing all his marijuana and other things out the window. And I was like, stop throwing it out the window. I was like, they can't catch us. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm not taking any chances. And I'm like, whatever, man. It's your shit. Oh, that was good times. That was good times. Um... All right, one more. Uh, I'm worried because it's going too long. Are you still there? Are you still there? That was a long pause. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you uh, one last one, and it was uh, my concussion one. This one's funny. Um, so back in the 80s, uh, Nissan came out with a badass four-wheel drive truck and my dad bought one and so we would go to sand lake where you can go four-wheeling and just have a ball of a time so 
Also in the 80s, you didn't wear a seatbelt because seatbelts were silly. But when you go to Sand Lake and go off-roading, you would wear a seatbelt. That way you can be safe. So we're, we were coming out of Sand Lake, uh, out the back, back side, and Dad was like, okay, you can take your seatbelt off because we're almost to the road now. And I was like, okay, boop, boop, boop. And took it off, and we we hit something. And he told me that he told me the story recently, and I forget what we hit. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. But uh, oh, and uh, also I re- I misremembered the story. So I thought he I thought he hit the windshield. Um, apparently I hit the windshield and I, I spidered the windshield completely and, or, or maybe I knocked the windshield out, but I, I spidered the entire windshield with my head and I was like eight years old. Yeah. Maybe eight or nine years old. Um, and then I, I, I hit the windshield and then crumpled into the floorboard. And my dad, he hit the steering wheel. And he hit the steering wheel so hard that it bent, you know, the hand grip, you know, the round, the rim of the steering wheel back uh, forward of the horn part, the center part. That's how hard he hit that. Um, and so I remember kind of coming to on the floorboard and I was whimpering and he was like, stop crying. <laughs> and I was like, I, what, what happened? He's like, stop crying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so that was, that was a big concussion there. Uh, and, and, a, but it was also a fun day at Sand Lake. It was a good day. It was a good day. Um, sucked for my dad in his truck. Um, that was a badass truck. Man, that thing would go anywhere except for whatever it hit. It, whatever it hit stopped it dead. I remember that. Okay, so let's wrap this thing up. So, uh, the tool, because, uh, the tool. <laughs> that sounds like. Uh, I told you I'd, I'd give you a, uh, you know, a tool each episode. So here's like your last tool. Um, be kind to yourself. You don't have to be perfect. Um, because honestly, humans just aren't perfect. N- no one's perfect. So be kind to yourself. Realize that we all make mistakes. It's natural to make mistakes. So that unattainable uh, expectation that you have of yourself to be perfect, if you do have it, um, try to try to reduce it. Try to re- lower that expectation to an attainable expectation. Just be nice to yourself. All right. Uh, and then, as always, the Veterans Crisis Line can be reached by phone at one eight hundred. Two seven three eight two five. Then press one. Uh, you can text them eight three eight two five five or online chat at their website. 
at veteranscrisisline.net. Uh, I will put all that information in the notes as well as information on the Shepherd Center. Uh, and, and thank you. Thank you for listening. I know this one was a long one. Um, had more information. You know, I had like long, I talked, I talked longer. I didn't think I was going to, but I did. Um, and, uh, you know, the next episode will hopefully be back, uh, in my trailer and we'll be back on cycling and camping and stuff like that. So until next time, keep on camping campus.